Get her an extra strength, right? Yes. And people ask me all the time, but you do not do personal consults any longer. You used to do those. Is that correct? No, as you can see with our technological situation here. Yeah. <laughs> a little tough. Wow. It would be hard to promise a one-hour session or a half-hour session and show up for the half-hour session. Oh, I understand. So we are working on that. I understand. Okay, uh, this is Robert. Uh, he wants to know what causes brown spots on the face and how to get rid of these pesky little guys. Whoa. So brown spots in the face are caused by two things. Con well, three things. Constipation, weak liver, and not enough, uh, I guess you could say, ham hocks or connective tissue. Hmm. So those are the three weak spots areas that you can um, work on. Once the spots show up in the face, ugh, they're hard to get rid of. Are they? <laughs> but... Uh, the most of, most effective way I've seen to get rid of them is to increase that connective tissue and that collagen. And so I found that when I increase my uh, in, intake of tendons, um, pig ears, then as you can see, uh, no eight spots, they just go away. They just go away. And then of course, at the same time, you want to poop three times a day, increase your, your hydration. Are the spots uh, tied with the liver, Dr. D? Yes, basically it's a backup of poop and you're wearing your poop on your face. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Mary writes in, I drink the recommended amount of water every day, eat a healthy Good. diet, and have three BMs per day, but the shape uh -huh. of my poops look like rabbit poop pellets. Is this okay, or what can I do about it? <laughs> That's right. Irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Irrelevant. Just get it out. If she's feeling great, then whatever's coming out is the right stuff to come out. <laughs> Aaron wants to know, why do so many people over 70 have trouble sleeping through the night? What changes in the body when you're over 70 to prevent one from getting a good night's sleep? I'm 74. I've tried all the usual recommended supplements and melatonin and all that stuff, but nothing has ever helped me. I started taking a small dose of THC, ooh, wacky tobacco, five milligrams in the form of India marijuana edibles. Are there mm -hmm. any negative effects on taking five milligrams of THC every night? The indica marijuana edibles seem to be the only thing that have found to help me. Oh, five M. Okay. Right, right. So the 5-MG is irrelevant, not a problem. Problem is, he's not addressing the real problem. And the real problem we talked about at the beginning of the show, which is his parasites are on this exponential growth, like a, like a rocket. Wow. Right. So if he cuts down the growth of those parasites and dumps them, his sleep is going to return to where it was in his 50s and 40s. Really? So parasites yeah. kind of have a party at night when you're trying to sleep? Oh, yeah. Because your body's <laughs> resting. You're like, okay, break out the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> we are partying at that dude's place. Come on over. Yeah, so if he wants to take, you know, ivermectin once a month or turpentine twice a week, uh -huh. um, you know, again, we're, we're assuming the water and the poops are doing fine, that, you know, he's got the, drinking his water and he's pooping three times a day, then that's really where it's at. So I have friends, and so now I have 14 years of following them along, who I met 14 years ago, and they said, oh, yes, I take uh, THC, you know, some form of, of uh, cannabinol at night, works beautifully, it's all I need, every night I'm good. 
fast forward 14 years, oh my God, they have seriously aged and they're decrepit and like. Really? What do you think? The THC does that every day? No, no. No. They didn't address the. Oh, they didn't address. Oh, okay, okay. They didn't stop the juggernaut rocket. (laughs) The rocket fuel. Yeah. (laughs) Exploding in their body. We had a, a psychiatrist on, and she's an expert in addictions, and she's really concerned with the medical marijuana stuff that they're putting mega doses. No, wait a minute, just let me hear me out. Oh, the medical marijuana. They're yeah, that's putting mega doses in, Doc. I mean, huge doses, and these people are into pills. Yeah, 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 or the gummies. Right. Huge doses, not little. Mega, and these people that was are always a problem. Yeah, these people are getting addicted, and she works with them. They're addicted like they're on oxycotton. It's. It's an issue. Well, it's beyond addiction. They're actually getting destroyed. Well, right. So uh, back in 1996, uh-huh. in New York, actually I mean, nationally, they legalized marijuana. And they had THC pills. The only form that was legalized was the medicinal pill. Right. And they had so many troubles and problems with it. People just actually, a lot of them just stopped taking this stuff because of all the side effects. People were getting psychotic. They were getting all kinds of terrible right. problems. Right. So... Um, they use the term medical marijuana to mean two things. <laughs> One is, is smoking the marijuana for medical purposes, medicinal marijuana. The next one is popping the, the THC pill. Two totally different things. Or eating a gummy, let's say, with the extract in it. Those are two totally different things. So smoking the actual marijuana is harmless. It's not going to make your life any worse. It may make it better in terms of your symptoms. But again, like I said, it does not address the exponential growth of the parasite population, which is the fundamental reason for why you're sick in the first place. But what's happened is people are being told, oh, marijuana, it's natural. And the doctor says, hey, here's this natural pill, oxymoron. If it's a pill, it's not natural. Good advice, good advice, yeah. And as you know, medical marijuana is not regulated by anybody. Nobody. It's a it's a wild west out there with medical marijuana. Wild west. When you say regulate, what do you mean regulate? In other words, there's nobody saying you can only do so much, and it's are they testing it? You can walk into a place. They're beginning to sell it at, at Walmart. Medical marijuana. Exactly. You have no so idea. We don't want anything tested. We don't want it regulated. We don't want it inspected. We don't want it certified. We can see what happens with the like with the FDA when you have a government ag- agency inspecting and certifying something, right? right? So that's the last thing we want. Last thing. But we you want. should know how many milligrams of the um, uh, THC is in there, you know, stuff no, like that. No, 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 no. So again, we have the FDA as an example. Here we have these pharmaceutical drugs. We know the milligrams in there. We know exactly what's in there. The recommended dosage. It's been tested. It's effective. It's safe, and have a higher kill rate more than ten times that of the illegal substances. So, uh, what I've come to understand is even though we've been intellectually programmed to believe that having all these inspection agencies on board is in our best interest, it does not appear to be so when you look at the outcome. Of course. In other words, FDA with its certification, measuring, and assurances and labeling has managed to produce substances more lethal than what the unregulated substances are. Right. So I would say leave it unregulated, and people will say, yeah, I got this stuff from Walmart. Woo, had a bad trip. I don't do that anymore. Or I got stuff from Walmart. That stuff works. Okay, get more of that. So, so that let the free market determine. System. Yeah, let the free yes, market it's determine. It's going to be a safer, more reliable system 
than the FDA. We, we can see the FDA's track record. It's embarrassing. You think? You, you they see, should be ashamed of themselves. You see where they, where they uh, recommended, are they going to put the, the COVID thing? Uh, in Just wrap it on a pediatric schedule. No problem. No problem. Jeez. Ah. These people, man. But again, the parents can decide if they want to adhere to the schedule yeah, or not. Yeah, and in most states, I think. Can't you? Yeah, I think most states. Well, you got the bad drugs you have to take in order to get the bad education. Really? Why don't we skip them both? <laughs> Back to another phone call. Good morning. Who's this? Is this say cool? Yeah, you're on. Hello. How you doing? Good. All right. The question I was going to ask Speak is, up. Um, yeah, speak up, please. Speak up. Yes. If you have issues with your gums and your gums are receding, is there a way to grow them back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so again, that's the beginning of the hour we talked about, which was the uh, um, cow tendons and that connective tissue. If you want to be more, even more direct about it, you can just get a cow head and boil it up and, you know, eat the broth. Hmm. The whole cow head. A whole cow head. Yeah. Or you can cut it in half. Or a pig head. Right, but it's like, I don't know here in New York City if it's possible to get that. Probably. Absolutely. Could New be. York City, you can't be. You guys got the meat markets to beat all meat markets. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, they got meat Go markets. Go to Chinatown. Yeah. They sell you pig heads right there in Chinatown, right there in the case. You see the heads. Hey, split that in half for me. I'm just one guy. Half a head. Wow. I, I, I was a vegan for like 25 years. And, uh, there you go. There's a problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking for 25 yeah. years, so I can identify. <laughs> it's going to take a transition to change from, from being a vegan and to going back to eating meat. So I have to get used to it. It yeah. takes time. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Just do it. Start with liver. Start with liver. That first Start piece of liver will give you so much energy. You're like, whoa, I need more of this. <laughs> And you okay. will be hooked. You'll be eating a pound. I was eating two pounds a day of meat. Uh, once I got some liver in me and my energy came back, and everything perked up, I was eating one to two pounds a day of meat. So that'll and motivate you. No time, what you're saying. No time yeah, yeah. for chicken or fish because I wanted the powerful stuff. I wanted the juice. So what I would say, start with liver. And when you see the dramatic results in your energy level, then that's going to help you. And and stay away yeah. from that chicken fish stuff. You, you, you're too far gone. That's not going to do that. <laughs> too you. far gone. Okay. You want to go in the beef, pork. I wouldn't even bother with the lamb. That's too weak. So you want to, you know, mm -hmm. beef, pork, buffalo, that end, that end. And you want to eat uh, the bones and the organs. And I, I, can, I can hear it in your voice. Ooh, don't worry about <laughs> it. Just boil up the organs. Um any mixture of five or more organs, put them in a pot, boil them up, and then use the broth for a stew. Your favorite, I don't know, mm. vegetable, chili, or bean stew. So with the cow foot, the cow foot soup, would that help? It would help, but again, I, I'm listening to you, and I think the slime factor might be a bit much for you. Okay. <laughs> I get it New, right. New York City. Okay. New York City. You can <laughs> buy anything up there, man. Okay, oh brother. Thanks for yeah, calling. Go to the, the war. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Happy liver. 
Yeah, that's one thing about New York City. They may be crazy, but you can pretty much find anything up there, right, at these markets. That's because they're crazy. <laughs> Government knows better to tell the Chinese they can't have pig head. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what are you, so you can go to a Chinese uh, market there in New York City and just buy a pig head? Really? Yeah, they have them right there in the case. Really? Oh. I was, again, he's the only one guy I can have a pig head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, could having untreated fractures and its related pain cause hypothyroidism, hyperparathyroidism, osteo, or osteomalacia, or Cushing's. Wow. Osteomalacia. Mm. So osteomalacia is a dietary problem. Uh, Cushing's disease, dietary problem. Um, and all these so-called thyroid situations, again, dietary problem. So this person has a diet that's that's profoundly deficient in uh, cholesterol. I'll tell you that right now. He's not eating enough cholesterol. That would be again liver, bull, testicles, brain, and he's not eating enough uh, tendons or connected tissue. So that's what his problem is. It's it's a dietary deficiency. A dietary deficiency. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Hugo says, "Ask doctor." Which is better, ivermectin or fabendazole? Yeah, or fenbendazole, or the combination? Yeah. Ivermectin is much better. Side effect profile is superior. Dosing schedule is less intrusive. Okay. Fenbendazole. I've heard of that one. That's the same same genre, getting after bugs. Yeah, it's antiparasite. But you don't want. Why take something? You know, three times a day for three days which gives you, you know, headaches, nausea, upset stomach, when you can take something once a month. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really bother you at all. And I've read, and of course, if I read on the internet, it's true. Just got kidding. to be, got to be. Got, got to be. be, got to be. That, that ivermectin is fairly safe. It's been used around the world a lot, right? It's extremely safe. It's been used over 50 years around the world. Wow. You know, and they just give it to everyone willy-nilly without any prior testing. Wow. Yeah, so it's so totally safe. And this is the same ivermectin, I understand, that they give to horses, pigs, cows, and dogs, right? Same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't have to have a person on the package. You can have a dog in the package, and it's okay. The pill on the inside is identical. Mm -hmm. Now, for for people, Mm -hmm. there's one milligram, three milligram, six milligram uh, size. But it's the same, exact same pill you'll find in the kitty cat package, in the doggy package, whatever. So this idea that a person was taking animal horse medicine, the only thing that makes a horse medicine as a pill is 250 milligrams <laughs> instead of 6 milligrams. So, you know, just make sure you're dealing with the human dose. The human dose is your weight in pounds divided by 10. Super simple. So your weight in pounds divided by 10. My pounds, I'll write that down. We'll put it in the show notes, divided by 10. That's it. Yeah, super simple uh, math. And that's a milligrams, right? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm 122, so I would do 12, if I wanted to do a 12 milligrams a month. Yeah, uh, two six milligram capsules. Boom, done. Boom, done, done. Boom. Now, all the capsules also are scored. So you just have the score, oh. press either side of the score, it pops in half. They're designed that way. Hmm. Put it on a hard, flat surface, press on either side of the score, the pill pops in half. There you Don't go. Even need a pill. There you go. 
See, that was easy. Hi, hi, Patrick and Dr. Daniels. I love the show. Could COVID, colds, he's got in parentheses, cold slash flu, good for you, simply be rebranded, a rebranded dairy allergy? No. Uh, in other words, dairy allergy might be a subset of it. But basically, uh, all we have is a common cold rebranded. That's it. So as, as to the virus, COVID being present in people who, are di- who died of it, there is no evidence of that. Uh, so you've got something, we'll call it COVID. It's just a name like cooties. And when you yell cooties, then, you know, someone's got to obey any subsequent orders that you give them. Mm-hmm. So that's all we have going on here is a, a big game of cooties. <laughs> so uh, the common cold is what's been rebranded and named COVID. And any cough you have uh, within 48 hours of dying is called COVID. And coughing uh, on your way to the grave is a common thing, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. So... Uh, to answer his question, you know, you have to understand there's no such thing as COVID. And then once you get that, then you can, the rest of the question kind of unravels easily. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's a lady that wants your advice on their daughter, but they want to send you an email to do that. We don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> Okay, but let's get to the point. She has a daughter. She wants to cure a daughter of something, let's just say. Yeah, she doesn't um, say. Let's see. Oh, well, no, no, no. Say. I'm trying to answer the question. I'm trying to answer the question. Okay. We have a whole healers program available on the site at VitaliaCycles.com that enables her to formulate a healing plan for her daughter. Also, as Tammy mentioned, there's a home healers group where people give each other support. Hmm. So she that's does, an option. She does have a question here. Let's try it. Um, 21-year-old daughter, uh, frequent UTI infections. <laughs> UTI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, first thing for your frequent UTIs is, for God's sake, don't take any antibiotics. Why do I say this? Because the antibiotics irritate the bladder and mimic recurrent UTIs when really there isn't any. And now in the medical literature, so I get, I get, I'm on the, the email list for doctors and what they're telling doctors to do. They are telling doctors that UTI is overdiagnosed, it's overtreated, and to prevent this from happening, they should stop doing urine cultures. In other words, stop even testing for it. So if you have what you think are UTI symptoms, your bladder is burning. It's because you don't have enough water to move the toxins through the kidneys, the tubes, and out the body. Or maybe you have a job or a personal lifestyle where as soon as you feel like urinating, you just put it off. And this causes toxins to concentrate, concentrate, concentrate in your bladder. Hmm. Another cause is not having frequent enough bowel movements. And so the poop, the bacteria that would be dumped in your intestines, literally crosses over into your bladder. The two tubes are next to each other. And uh, finally, it's beverages. If this person is drinking um, non-water beverages, we'll just leave it at that, non-water beverages, that can cause this person to have irritation and frequent urination. Now, there are people who say, oh, you have to wipe wipe from back to front, wipe from front to back. (laughs) Uh, Personally, I've never wiped in the correct direction. 
and I've never had a urinary tract infection. Well, you've just been a rebel since we've known you, so I can see you not wiping in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, now, the other thing, obviously, is your clothing. So this girl's 21, and she's wearing uh, basically tight jeans or spandex or whatever, then that's creating an environment uh, where she's going to be more likely to have urinary tract. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the UTI story. Jennifer Daniels, VitalityCycles.com. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're going to take a little break here and tell you about a few things that we offer. I appreciate your support. The way we support ourselves here is we have uh, 15 years of audio files and a whole bunch of videos on BitChute, and we don't charge anything. The only way we make any money to exchange for a house payment is when you buy some of the products. And then people send us donations. We have we have uh, probably... 15 people or maybe maybe 20 that send us 10 bucks a month and that really helps you can do that if you want and uh, so a uh, byproduct uh, that if you you know if you find something that floating your boat please get it from us we think we have some of the best ever and if you don't want any products you don't have the money but you can send us 20 bucks and we'll like that too so that's how we do it we're not proud i mean it's people send us a few bucks and it's a it's a beautiful thing uh here's one of the products that we do think is very interesting Patrick has been breathing this hydrogen gas for three years now, and I don't think I'm going to die anytime soon. This was previously with George Wiseman about his AquaCure machine making hydrogen, gas, and water out of the same hose. Listen. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a astonishing the amount of ailments in fact in scientific studies and they have over a thousand scientific studies now they are showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form but it works just as well on animals and plants and lizards and birds and everybody and you're saying this because this machine called the aquacure split into five different parts six i got hydrogen oxygen electro Enhanced water, water vapors, monoatomic hydrogen, what else? And monoatomic oxygen. Oh, the monooxygen. And that's what your machine does? It splits it? Yes, it, it makes that mixture inside the machine, and all that comes out a single hose, the same hose. A gas? As a gas, in gaseous form, yes. And you breathe it or you put it in water? So if you bubble the Brown's gas into this water, yeah. into, let's say, distilled water, it will go to a negative ORP. And when you drink that, it actually gives your body an, an electrical energy, this, these electrons. Instead of sucking energy from you, it gives it. So you can have water that is healthful and not healthful just by the energy that's in the water. You want to get one? That's pretty cool, man. Three years we've been on it, and we, we bubble the water twice a day, so that's we take our water, and it uh, is more easily absorbed in the body. And uh, so that's pretty fun. We know, by some people I know, drinking water is very important. So check it out. Promo code one radio. Promo code one radio will get you twenty percent off of the Brown's gas hydrogen Brown's gas machine from George Wiseman. We think he's got the best one out there. Now you can go online like you can with anything and find a, a hydrogen a machine. Most of them are all just hydrogen, not Brown's gas, and that's different. Brown's gas got this expanded water. Doctor Gerald Pollack talks about the fourth phase of water. 
it's even more juicy for the body. And then, but they don't have any of the safety features that George does. Hydrogen is a very powerful molecule. It's um, on both sides of the periodic table, which means it's kind of special, the yin and yang thing. And it's also been used to hydrogen bombs, hydrogen buses. You know, that's probably going to be the new energy hydrogen technology. So it's powerful. So you want to make sure that you use it properly. But George has uh, uh, separate safety features. So if anything is not working right, it'll just turn off. So that's pretty cool. So you might get it for $300 cheaper somewhere. doesn't have the safety features. So we don't want you to hurt yourself. Very safe uh, unit. I use mine every day. Check it out. Promo code one radio will give you a 20% discount. 20, 20% discount. People are getting manic and taking all these stuff because they don't have sulfur in their brain or That's something? That's correct. That's correct. And there's reasons for that. Kid out there in the street buying illegal drugs, all caused from that. Every bit of it. The manic, depression, suicidal tendencies, all caused from a lack of sulfur to the brain. Whoa. Because the glyphosate stopped the uptake of sulfur to, from the body to the brain. There's a lymph system that runs from the digestive tract to the brain directly, and all they were finding is sulfur. It goes straight to the brain because we're a sulfur being. We have to have the sulfur to keep us sane. If you don't have sulfur going to your brain, you become manic. If you look at all the drugs that they give people, or they put artificial sulfur in there. It's a molecule artificial to trick the brain to think that you've got sulfur in your bloodstream. Well, we have a way to get sulfur into your bloodstream, and then you don't have to trick your brain. Just put it in there. With our pure organic sulfur, you can click an order right on our website, three prices, United States, Canada, worldwide. It's the real deal. Makes little crystals in the glass. Living sulfur on oneradionetwork.com. And if you'd like more than four pounds, email me, Patrick, oneradionetwork.com, and we'll hook you up and give you a discount. Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is author of the book, The Lethal Dose, Murder by Medicine is No Accident. Do you guys, do you guys still have that book available? Yes, it's on Amazon. Oh, it is. Well, good. Oh, good. Um, two questions from Ted in Los Angeles. I'm a 68-year-old male, three or four weight workouts per week at the gym, and fresh-made mm-hmm. food at home. For the last two weeks, I've been experiencing pitting, oh, edema in both lower legs. This is the second time. First time it resolved on its own in three or four weeks. What causes this, and what can be best way to treat it? I also get up to urinate about three or four times, or four to five times a night, uh, whether I have edema or not, I measured the output once <laughs> and got a, an idea it was about 60 ounces for the night. Whoa, well, that's more water than I drink in the day. What's going on? Oh, man. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, in a nutshell, what would cause the swelling in his uh, ankles would be something he's eating, in a uh, nutshell. Hmm. Yeah. Got to figure out what that is, huh? Yes. The easiest way for him to figure it out is to figure out what he ate this week that he didn't eat last week. Mm. And he says homemade or home cooked, you know, that's kind of like not much information there because, uh, so I, I look online for all these amazing recipes to try and find ways to make things taste good. Um, and a lot of these homemade recipes use a can, a box, uh, or some processed ingredient in the so-called 
a home cooked recipe. Right. So, you know, just because you cook it at home doesn't mean that it's healthy. Here's somebody that wants us to do a special diabetes show with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Don't you just send an email to jdaniels.daniels at gmail.com? jdaniels? Dot Daniels. Dot Daniels. At gmail.com. Cool. Um, oh, this email is like 12 pages long. Don't do this, please. Skip to the last page and look for a, check a question okay. mark. Um, mom undergoing, good, good. How'd you learn how to do that? Mom's undergoing. <laughs> I've been at this for a while. <laughs> mom, mom's undergoing tracheotomy procedure and will be hooked up to the vent. From there, they, they said she cannot come home and she needs to go to another facility. So she's in ICU. How can I treat her for any parasites or fungus? Should she worry about that? Yeah, you're off topic, lady. Okay. So here's what you're <laughs> So we already know from the last paragraph you just read that mom has been on the ventilator for at least a week already. Probably, yeah, I think. No, no, that probably. That's how you put a trach in. You can't put the trach in unless they've been on the vent for at least a week, probably more. So we already know this from the prior 12 pages of whatever. So the thing you do, most important thing she can do is let them know that she knows that mom is going to die and get mom sent home on hospice. And then don't give mom any of the drugs they uh, say to give mom, her mother should do just fine, she'll wake up. That's what we had to do with my mother. She was left, she actually had left into a coma. So she's gotta get her out of there. No, she's gotta get her home. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, that's an important distinction okay. because She's trying, maybe a nursing facility, maybe a skilled nursing facility, uh, maybe assisted living. I'm telling you, the word is home. Home. So only in your home do you have the freedom to do anything that might you might need to do. Yeah. So that's the first step. Get that in motion. And once you agree and they agree that you agree that she's going to die, then they will move even the ventilator into your home. Everything, the whole thing. They'll move the whole home. They know she's going to be dead in two weeks. What the hell? So... Um, the next thing you want to do is you want to go to vitalitycycles.com and you can get the home healers course. It literally walks you through, you know, step by step, how to get nutrition and water into somebody who's basically a responsible. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Now, when you say take the ventilator home, that doesn't mean they're going to use it. They have to right now while she's on the trach. Oh, wow. So it's the only way she's breathing. But as you get her cleaned out and do the things in the home healers course, they're going to be able to take her off the ventilator, unplug that, and you just kind of go from the, you know, step by step. Gotcha. All right. Now, so for her to attack the parasites right now is inappropriate. Let's just put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Okay, let's go. Uh, another phone call. Hello? Hi, this is Linda, and I have a quick question for Dr. Daniels. Okay, um, Linda. My, yes. My husband read on the Internet that adding eggshells to making bone broth would bring more collagen into the bone broth. And I wanted to know if that was true. Sending a boy to do a man's job. <laughs> so, well, it's not worth my effort. <laughs> Eggshells egg have a very thin, very thin collagen lining. Yep. Okay. The amount added 
the amount that would be added is negligible, not worth the effort of even breaking the egg. So okay. another way to add to add the collagen again, as we said at the beginning of the show, just throw in some uh, some tendons. Tendons. Did or you hear? Did you hear us talking about tendons, caller? Yes, I did, and I'm going to ask my uh, butcher shop if I can get some tendons. Cool, cool. So that's worth. Yeah. that's going to give you more bang for your buck. It's going to be much easier to prepare than uh, this whole eggshell thing. And I've I've tried grinding up the eggshells. Yep, yep, yep. Grinding them real fine, my Vitamix. Putting them in the eggs, to eat them. Oh my God, it's like eating ground glass. <laughs> it just doesn't really work. <laughs> you can't quite get it smooth like maybe you'd want to. So, um, okay. And your husband is, a, he's a man, he's not a chicken. So, the beef tendons, just toss it in when you're doing the bone broth. Okay. Because um, what I use are knee joints. I use knee joints and they slice them for me, and my broth gets like jello. It's really delicious. Um, it might be anyway. that you don't need anything more anything more than that. Um, yeah, but the, adding the eggshells is not going to any way up your game here. It's just that there is collagen in there, but it's negligible and it's not it's not worth the effort. Okay. Okay. Good dear. enough. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Dr. You Jennifer, do you do you still ever recommend or think that it's worth the doing this Great Lakes gelatin, you know, the powder stuff. Does that deliver enough collagen to make a difference? It does deliver enough to make a difference. No. But you can do better and get even more sure. with yeah. boil, boiling up the tendons. But so you're yeah, not so, wasting oh, your... You're this intermediary step where, oh, I can't eat it, too gross. <laughs> then, yeah, you can do the Great Lakes and then as you get your courage together and as you cultivate your sources for tendons, you're going to find the tendons are much tastier, much more convenient, actually go down easier. It's just, yeah. And they're quite tasty. I saw you eating them when we were doing a commercial. I mean, they're, they're, really, <laughs> they're really quite tasty, huh? Yeah, there's no negative flavor issue there. Now, there might be a negative texture issue depending on, you know, your uh, historic consumption of stuff. Hmm. But even that, um, as you can see, you can just chop them up and put it in with your favorite chili or whatever it is you're already eating. I've been doing a few teaspoons of uh, grass-fed beef tallow and just take it straight away, and it's very tasteless. I mean, it's just, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, surprisingly tasteless. No, it's just surprisingly tasteless. It's like, well, that's not bad. I can do yeah. that all day long. Um, Dr. Daniels, yeah. I'm 73, weigh 173, male, and need to gain weight. Okay. Uh, well, he must be a tall dude. Uh, what is the best way to do without raising blood sugar and feeling somewhat frail and I need to bulk up a little bit? Exercise three days a week and ride his bike. So, so he doesn't, he needs to get more. He's 173, but more. Hmm. Hmm. He must be a tall Google, guy. Google down home southern cooking and follow those recipes. <laughs> uh, you mean like like fried chicken or what? Is something like that or what? Uh, no, 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 no. So what he needs to do is he needs to blend his fat and his carbs and his vegetables. Mm. Yeah. So uh, he needs, what I would do is boil up organ meats. Mm. That broth will make sure he has a low blood sugar, he will not get diabetes. All right, so now you've got this broth. Mm. So now you can use this broth in your uh, maybe casseroles with uh, 
noodles. You can use wheat-based noodles. It's fine. Noodles, um, butter, cheese, heavy cream. Throw in some vegetables. They'll put the weight. Yeah, I'll get you going. I'll <laughs> get you going, baby. That's great. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, why are so many people having to get their gallbladders removed? What should one do if they're dealing with gallbladder pain? Hmm. So what are we talking about here? Here's so many people. Who are these? Other people or him? I mean, I you know what I'm saying? Other people. Let's just say it's other people, but it's not him. Just other people. Yeah. yeah. So, so truthfully, if it's, other people, it's the primary um, issue is not enough water. That causes a sludge in the bile system in the formation of stones and then constipation which means the stones don't get expelled so it's just not enough water and constipation those two things so if you can keep the poop coming and keep drinking water you'll never get a gallbladder issue issue it just won't happen oh. uh, second question from this person is liver pancreatic and kidney cancer is also caused by too many parasites their mortality rate is very high and usually within months or diagnosis what's going on Usually there's drugs involved somewhere. So it takes a lot to get the liver down, like maybe a fifth of vodka a day. It takes a lot to get the liver down, or maybe two-fifths of wine or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a liver situation, it's, it may boil down to alcoholic hepatitis or some other chemical insult like your over-the-counter painkillers, for example. Um, another thing, again, constipation, the root of all evil. So... Uh, constipation will cause any of those three cancers. Okay. Now, then there's input problems. This person sounds like he thinks he's pretty much a healthy person, so he might be a vegan who's eating the fake meats. Those are notorious for causing the liver pancreatic uh, cancers that are just devastating. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a lot to go on, but that should be a start to help him. Here's another one. In addition to collagen deficiency, you think there may be some type of fungus or parasite associated with herpes. It just seems like it's very contagious no, disease. It's not contagious. It's not contagious. Surprise. And that's why you'll have two sexual partners. One person gets outbreaks all the time. It's like, I got it from him. Does he have outbreaks? No. <laughs> um, yeah, you've said, to, to refresh, you've said it's a collagen deficiency in this thing. Period. This, Done. End of discussion. Wow. Nothing more, nothing less. Hmm. Here's another one. What? Obviously, drink some water. You know, drink some sure. water, poop three times a day. But beyond that, it's the college. What causes Crohn's disease, lupus, and Lyme? Are they related? Hmm. Not exactly. So the Crohn's disease, I believe, is basically a dietary issue. So Crohn's disease, also another uh, name, is tropical sprue, and it was noticed in people who they're in the United States. Everything's fine. They go to the tropics, hence the word tropical, and sprue, as in we think it's one of those tropical diseases. But what happens when they go to the tropics is they drink alcohol, it's a solvent, dissolves their intestines, and they eat an ultra-low fat, ultra-low collagen diet. And so their, their intestines are basically damaged. They come back to the United States, they do not rectify it by eating a high collagen diet because, well, they never did have a high collagen diet. <laughs> And then they enter a perpetual state of nutritional deficiency. So that's the Crohn's uh, situation. And so if you're trying to follow a low cholesterol, low fat diet, and you have Crohn's, you're kind of putting digging a deeper hole for yourself. 
So um, that's the uh, Crohn's issue. Now, the uh, other two that they mentioned, the Lyme disease and the other one, those are basically vaccine complications. Best way to handle those. Don't get them. No more vaccines. Don't do it. And EDN collagen will actually help all four, all three of those well, situations. Uh, follow up. Uh, this question is in perfect timing. I don't know how we did. We got lucky from Michael. Uh, I know people who have got the injection and they want to see if they can get it out. They think they made a mistake. Other than what all the things that Dr. Daniels recommends, has she come across anything they can take or do to help get these things out of the body? Again, uh, the cholesterol deficiency is key. You've got to solve that, right. Because with cholesterol, what it allows the body to do is surround the foreign object with immune cells and move it out of the body. And if you don't have enough cholesterol, your body just won't take that maneuver and the stuff will not be removed. Mm. And mm. so what will happen is, is you have this, you know, spike protein interfering with cell receptors, blah, blah, blah. If you have enough cholesterol around, it will literally surround that receptor the spike protein is attached to, jettison the receptor from the cell replace it with a new cholesterol receptor because receptors in the cell are made of cholesterol. And so then your body can repair itself. And this is why not everybody has devastating effects from the shops. Because most people don't have a high enough cholesterol level, right? What you're saying. Most people who are getting these side effects, they have too low a cholesterol. Too low. So once you have a high enough cholesterol, your body can make repairs at a much faster rate. Mm. It can expel uh, foreign bodies. Mm. Again, same thing. You've got to you've got to poop three, three times a day, and you've got to drink the water because your body. That's how it works. It flushes stuff out. And there's millions on statins, with which lower the cholesterol. Correct. And those are people who are just worshiping at a certain altar at the church. And you know, for you to tell them to stop their statins is like telling a Catholic to get rid of their rosaries. It's you know, it's, it's probably not a no. It's not probably a fruitful discussion. No. You have to realize they've made a choice. It's as adults, they have a right to that choice. And uh, just befriend them and help them have as much happiness in their day as possible. Good advice. Thank you for having Dr. Daniels on the show. I've learned so much. Currently in her Accelerator Healing course, could you ask her about taking azomite powder on a specific Utah mineral product internally for minerals as I can't find any verified metal-free shilajit? Hmm. Um, uh, again, uh, it's not it's not the best. So the question is, if you can't get shilajit, what would be the better thing? I think that's what I hear. The yeah, question. that's what you. Yeah. Um, there used to be uh, various mineral supplements that I would recommend, but I just stopped recommending them over the years. I believe they're mentioned in the course. Because back then I, you know, kept the roster of those things, but the shield just just becomes so effective that that's what we use. Mm-hmm. Quick little uh, plug here uh, for Tina who wrote this in. We have a, um, a a company we work with called Omica Organics. That they are the ones with the shower filter we told you about. I know Rafi. He is so. Let me use the term anal sphincter about cleanliness and everything. 
I've seen him do things with testing stuff coming in that'll just, I mean, he's really into it. He's got some Sheila Jits on his site that are really good. So check it out, or Mike Organics. Click on the, I think we also have it in the store. And uh, you can be sure if he's selling it, it's not going to kill you. Nice to have people around the world. <laughs> well, no. couple more. Whoa. Who's calling you? Who's calling you? Um, here's a 65-year-old woman. And since my estrogen... <laughs> thing won't stop. Okay, we're good. Since my estrogen and testosterone levels are way below normal, my doctor rec- my doctor recommended that I take bioidentical hormones. What is Dr. Daniel's opinion about postmenopause? <laughs> You're not asking the right girl. Yes, you are. Menopausal women <laughs> taking bioidentical hormones. Okay. So when people say bioidentical, they think natural. It's, it's the exact opposite. So all bioidentical hormones are not natural, are unnatural. They're just a chemical concoction. In fact, the bioidentical hormones are, are the same hormones they use in birth control pills. And they're made by the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. So that's the basic facts around it. But let's just cut to the chase, which is what she's talking about. She has low hormone levels. That's because she has a low cholesterol diet. If she increases her cholesterol, her body will literally make all the hormones she needs and she'll have them at the uh, optimum level she needs and she'll have just a wonderful life. Remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, uh, yes. Does Dr. Daniels know if it's better to use pork brains or beef brains for my 17-year-old dog? Oh, 17, that's good. Well, she has dementia. Oh. She says her dog has dementia. Uh, she's 12 pounds. So could she it do that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're both, they're both good. They're both, they're both good. The same. They're both good. Yeah. I wonder how you would know if dog has... I guess you would know. Yeah, I guess you would know. I've tried both uh, beef and pork brains, and mm-hmm. they're equivalent in terms of their effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all getting close here. Uh, could you please discuss casomorphic and gladomorphin and their effects on health. I have no idea what that is. Catomorphin? Skip that one. <laughs> skip that one, man. Run right through that, dude. I can't even spell that, so we I, can skip I, that question. I can't right? even say that one. Um, oh. I don't know. There you go. Right. Man. It's hard. Did she spell it? We, can we even, you know? Well, she said, know. let me, let me, I'll go back. She says lame. But what does she want? Lame she in capital problem? letters calling me lame. You didn't ask my question. Too much <laughs> financial loss because of your Shilajit product. What? Oh. We still are not making any sense. We don't know what she asked well, about she, some she's more. Well, she's calling me lame because I plugged my Shilajit product. Um, but didn't we answer a question? You answered your question on Sheila Jit, didn't you? No, yeah, the question was we don't know. <laughs> you know that, oh, that, you know, that was the idea about, the home, yeah. She's uh, in the Home Healers program, then, the, then in the chapters I mentioned other alternatives over the years that I've considered or used. We're now 12 years beyond that. Oh. Okay. So all I recommend now is Sheila because it's superior. Now if she's got a complex about, you know, 
some kind of minerals or heavy metals, again, if you have a high enough cholesterol diet, the cholesterol acts like a sponge and sponges up those things. Right. And again, if you feel that there's a question about the composition of your shilajit, the manufacturer has a certificate of authenticity that tells you exactly what's in the shilajit. And you can see parts per million or whatever, and whatever the metal is that you're concerned about. Okay. She was the one that said, I can't find a verified metal-free shilajit. You just answered that. And then she calls me lame for turning on to one that I know is clean. So, you know, if you think that's lame, I think you should have some more ribeyes. Sorry, but give me a break. <laughs> Jeez, okay. you know. Should I, should I focus on... Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I see, I see. I see. You got it, you got yeah, it. But, okay. but the, the thing is, another thing is something like shilajit, which costs uh, $35 for a year and a half supply. You are saving so much money that if you have any doubt about it, it certainly is worth your while and it's economic for you to have it tested yourself. I believe you... And that's a reasonable thing to do, especially when you're in a first world country like the States where you have access to labs. I believe you mentioned in a previous show that AFib did not need to be treated unless the blood pressure was low and the pulse was low. What is the low blood pressure and low pulse number of what treatment you would recommend if they were the case? Okay. And if it is not to be treated if it's asymptomatic, so let's be clear about that. Okay. If you're not having any symptoms from AFib, I don't care what the pulse is, I don't care what uh, the blood pressure is. If you're not having symptoms from it, leave it alone. Um, Does that make it like real easy to figure out. Right. Yeah, so if you're having symptoms, you got to do something. That don't leave that alone. But if you're not having symptoms, leave it alone. Or is that broke? Don't fix it, kind of thing. Right. Okay. So the medical industrial complex, they've done a lot, a lot of research that literally suggests that what they're doing is irrelevant. So they they followed they, they got some AFib people. They followed them for a year, and what did they find? In most cases, the AFib just went away on its own without treatment. Okay. Here's so when you treat the AFib, you're interfering with the body's natural heart rhythm, and you're creating a permanent problem where only a temporary one existed before. Here's a lady that um, she's telling us all the things she's doing. It's about 12 mm -hmm. hours long. But... Let me just cut to the see if I can find it here. 30 years old, 5'3", 130, been eating organic whole foods diet for about four to five years. Vitality capsules as well and doing three to four poops. Okay. I become, I eat bacon. Where are we going here? My weight is more controlled. My mind Yeah, works. last paragraph. Okay. Find a question. I was bulimic right. for about 12 years. I, I get deeper. Is she bulimic now? No, no, I don't think. I feel much better now, but I still have wrinkles on my forehead. Oh, so this is the... Right, okay. Let's and, talk about the wrinkles on the forehead. <laughs> and monthly acne attacks. I get deep pimples in the skin. I, I'd really like to cure this completely. My eyesight's are also getting slowly worse. So, here you are. Mm. Pig feet. Pig's feet, all right. Pig's feet, about half a pound to a pound a day. I'll take her about uh, two to four weeks, and she'll be one gorgeous lady with no acne. Is that right? Yep. How are you doing on your bacon, Roger? Do you eat bacon often? You like bacon? Yes. What I do is I'll 
uh, get two pounds of bacon, at least two pounds, sometimes three. Mm -hmm. And I will cook it on sheets in the oven. Ah. And I drain the oil as I go and put it in a jar next to the stove for future use. And the actual bacon then, I instead of the full strips, I cut them in half. And I put them in a Ziploc bag in the fridge. And I'll pull up half a piece as a snack like three or four times a day. Excellent. So, and then the bacon grease, I use that bacon grease for absolutely everything except um, olive oil and baking cakes. So I saute my vegetables in it. I add it to any recipe calling for oil or fat in any kind of recipe I'm doing. And it's just wonderful. So now I, I, I'm finding I have a lot more energy. And it's just amazing. The fat, the fat, the bacon grease fat, huh? By using bacon grease for all of my greases. So in other words, I'm no longer using, um, you know, grapeseed oil. And all that stuff, yeah. Avocado oil. And co uh, coconut oil I use for flavoring and cakes and stuff. But as far as uh, cooking oil, I use the bacon grease. If I'm making bread and it says add olive oil, I'll add the bacon grease. Um, Do you put that in the fridge and just want to let it get thick and put it... No, no, no. You know, it's right next to the stove like mom did. Next to the stove. I know right my mom the did stove. the same thing, you know. She did the same thing. My yeah. grandma, too. My grandma, too. Exactly. It worked out just fine. You think? Yeah, and I, I think. It. It's working out just fine. Isn't it funny how these people knew years ago how to do this stuff? Well, that's what, uh, you know, compulsory schooling does. It separates you from the next generation. <laughs> compulsory <Yeah>. school. <laughs> that's right. Worst thing ever. <clears throat> Here's a fellow that his wife is 58 and reasonably good health, recently developed alopecia and has been losing her hair. She consult, consulted a dermatologist who wasn't very helpful or encouraging about her cure except to recommend mm -hmm. that she keep coming back for more tests. My wife uh, listens to your broadcast and values your opinion, so I'd like to ask what she can do here. What's going on? I would start with the pig ears. Would you? So the reason his wife is losing her hair is because she doesn't have enough collagen to make those hair follicles uh -huh. or to maintain them. And so the body literally shuts down those hair follicles. Um, so once she increases her collagen intake, and again, clearly the tendons aren't going to do it right. There's no hair follicles attached to the tendons. But the pig ears, there's hair follicles all over the skin on both sides of those pig ears. And so that would be the thing for her to eat. As you can see, this is my hair, and I'm 65. Yep. It is thick, thick, thick. It's thicker than it was in my uh, in my 40s for sure. We have a um, Eric is a late 30s, suffers from polyps and endometriosis. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's his wife. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, endometriosis. She's undergoing fertility treatments, and they keep wanting to take out the polyps to implant the embryo, but they reappear after they are taken out. Okay, so fire her doctors, right? She's not pregnant yet, so they got to go. Yeah. Um, again, the best thing for her is for him to give her some organ soup. Just every organ of the cow you can get, boil it up overnight, and um, at least feed her the broth. As far as the actual solid organs, you can grind them up, mix them with hamburger, make her maybe a hamburger sandwich or something. Um, but the thing that's going to really um, skyrocket her fertility is going to be uh, 
the cow brain, that's going to be the thing to turn things around. Mm -hmm. Also, Eric, yeah. there's a doctor, Dr. Kiltz, that we've interviewed once, I, I think once, BitChute or our archives audio. He's a fertility doctor and a surgeon, and he puts people on fat and meat, and, and they make babies. So, Yeah. So you can Google the liver king. He's a hoot. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, we're going to have him on. Yeah. He's a trust. <laughs> he talked about fertility and eating these organs. So definitely, you know, the, the liver king. And go listen to uh, his YouTube videos. Especially he has a very good one with uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Joe Rogan. Why is he yeah. the liver king? Does he just eat lots of liver? He eats a pound a day of liver, Whoa. and he eats it raw. He eats it raw. Really? Now, he's pretty wealthy. He has three companies that, that make over $100 million a year. So, of course, he's raising his own animals and killing them on schedule, whatever. But you don't need to do that. No. So, and, and I would recommend that you eat your liver and your organs cooked. Because, as he says, you, have to, you really have to know the source of your stuff if you're going to eat it raw. And none of us who are not raising our own animals really know. We don't really know. Source, yeah. So don't kid, don't kid yourself. That guy at the market seems like a nice enough guy, but you really don't know. You really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't know. standards are appropriate for what your needs are. You just don't have enough knowledge about your needs, and you don't have enough knowledge about what he's doing. So don't kid yourself to think you know what you don't know just because You've talked to him, and he seems like a nice guy. So don't don't don't, don't do that. And the liver king, he'll tell you, he kills that animal at 10 a.m. and eats that raw organ at 2 p.m. Whoa! So this is not something uh, the average person can do, right? To eat raw organs, but the average person can eat cooked organs. So I say, get those organs, put them in a pot, stock pot, boil them up, and you can flavor the whole shebang after the fact. Like I said, if you're Italian. Mm. Italian spice. Indian, ram marsala. From the bayou, Cajun spice. So whatever spice blend you like, flavor it up to your taste after you drain off the uh, the broth. Flavor the broth the way you want to. Meanwhile, the organs, what I do with them is I just chop them up and work them into um, a patty of some sort and eat them uh, in sandwiches. Yeah. I, I, it's difficult to imagine how that much liver could be beneficial or you know but i guess it is it is. is when i eat liver i eat at least half a pound a day and i'm definitely less than half the weight of the liver kit oh, wait a minute. Big guy. half a pound a day sometimes you eat oh yeah oh yeah. i had no idea you were doing that much oh yeah okay hey, don't send a boy to do a man's job get it done really so oh hmm. uh, yeah so i'll drink i'll eat about uh i said usually i'll say 12 ounces so it's a little more than half a pound when i do eat liver and I don't get to eat liver as often as I want because I like it, you know, salt and pepper and I like it breaded and fried. You know, it just takes a little bit of time. So when I do eat it, I try to eat, uh, I try to eat a pound, but I generally get to 12 ounces and I got it. Okay, fine. Eat the rest of it. So you don't think there's any detrimental effects having liver that often? No. No. Okay. No, if I if I could, I would. The other thing I noticed too <laughs> is, you know, I recommend a lot of supplements. I take a lot myself. But if I every day that I eat liver, I don't need any supplements. I'm just fine. <laughs> so, and the the liver king, you know, he says 
he doesn't need supplements. And I believe him. If he's eating a pound of liver a day, I believe that. But again, for most of us, we have a lifestyle where fitting in a pound of liver a day is difficult, almost impossible to do. And he has built his whole lifestyle around liver, so of course he can get in a pound a day. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. And yeah. He's a big guy too, right? He's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah, I would say easily, you know, easily 300 pounds somewhere there, plus or minus an ounce. Whoa. Yeah, I thought he was. I saw a picture of him. Wow. Yeah. Trippy, trippy. Um, do you think there's a benefit if people eat liver to try to see if you can get calf's liver? Yes. So I've eaten, I've tried uh, regular liver just from any old cow. Any off old? The shelf, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that liver weighs at least 30 pounds. Those livers are, you see my hands, they are huge. You, you, you see them right there in the liver case. Again, here in another country, the way they do that, they just whap off whatever it is that you think you want. So that's a huge piece of liver. And then there's the regular calf liver. And then if you really rate, and I'm working on getting these, uh, there's the little one pound liver from, I know it's all you animal rights people, from a newborn cow. Oh. Now, why would you... What's this newborn cow? These cows are being slaughtered anyway because they're being born to dairy cows and they're male. Oh. And so the question is, am I going to get the liver or they're just going to go on down the road and get buried somewhere? So that's the absolute best liver, best tasting, uh, really wonderful energy. But the other liver, you still get the benefit. It will mm. still get you up off the couch. All of this chronic fatigue, gone history hmm. and you still go with onions and then also some rice correct carb with it salt pepper liver onions and rice mandatory and then a little vegetable you know uh, broccoli zucchini green peas green beans something green and, and what's the carby do what's the rice do i do white rice well the the cholesterol revs up the brain and revs up a lot of other organs and the rice is the carb that's the fuel for the brain so if you can think of the liver as the uh motor oil <laughs> that little piece of rice is the fuel gotcha when you eat that dish you can literally feel the difference in like less than an hour really yeah but that's because you put the, that little bit of carb with it yeah good morning patrick I have, a, I have zirconia implants. Is it okay to take turpentine? Yes. No problem, okay. Um, my son suffers with epilepsy. His grand, his grand mal seizures occur. Grand mal. Is that right. a, is That, that a, means everything. The oh, whole really? body. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Occurs once or twice a year, but he gets very high fever and absent seizures every two to three months, always on the full moon, wild or new moon, 80% of the time on a full moon. And MRI, MRI excuse me, shows a left-sided arcanide cyst in the middle of his cranial fossa. Mm -hmm. Would appreciate any advice that Dr. Daniels may have doing turpentine for a six month, for six months, and although the sickness is slightly milder, he's still getting sick every other month. Okay, 
So he, she's doing the turpentine, right? I've been Wait, doing turpentine. We don't have enough information here. We don't know how much the person weighs. We don't know how much turpentine she's giving them. Is it a half teaspoon, quarter teaspoon? We don't know. So uh, what I can say is she's on the right track. The MRI shows it's a parasite problem. Um, what I would say to her is she needs to take a better look at his diet and see if, he, if she is giving him liver, if she's feeding him brain, if she's, you know. So if we're pulling out the parasite, we're pulling out the harm, we're cutting back the harm, mm -hmm. but are we repairing the damage? So is she putting in the cholesterol with the liver or the bull testicles or the brain? So that sounds like the piece that, that maybe she could add. Wow. Wow. I love So even in the brain, you're saying that you believe that these these form and stuff, whatever they call these fancy no, names. No, we got the picture. She showed us the picture. It's yeah. a cyst. It's a cyst. It's a cyst. We know what's inside a cyst. So the no. body's trying to encapsulate the parasites and forms a cyst or two? It has already encapsulated the yeah, parasite. It has formed a cyst. But every now and then, because, again, she hasn't bumped up this kid's cholesterol, that body's immune system says, Ugh, and they break out, and he gets a seizure twice wow. a year. And then... You know, just a little leak, little leak, and he gets absence seizure maybe once or twice a month. Would taking an ivermectin help to? No. No? Poor K? No, because that's going to get more parasites to leave the cyst. She's got that part covered. That's not Her good. Her problem is she's not fortifying the brain, which is where the damage was done. So she can fortify the body's ability to rebuild the brain and strengthen the immune system. Then, then that's what she needs to do. She's already got the turpentine, which is the immune system multiplier, the ivermectin immune system multiplier. But what we're multiplying in this kid is very low, right? <laughs> so we've got to increase the strength of his immune system. Maybe feed him uh, bone marrow and feed him, um, yeah, brain. Those would be the two things. My email system just threw up. Trash. I'm trying to open and close it. Well, we gotta go anyway. We've taken you over. Yeah, we're, your done. Time. we're done. Yeah. Well, um, you look great in your wife beater t shirt, so you know, be careful you. when you go outside and uh, uh, tell folks about your website before we go. Go to vitalitycycles.com and that is your central hub for your candida cleaning report. Uh, which tells you all about how to use turpentine for the uh, Vitality Capsule Supplement, which helps you get your three poops a day, and for the other uh, supporting supplements that we are procuring. Mm -hmm. I think you should probably get like threepoopsaday.com. That would be a good website to have. That, that would be. <laughs> I think you should get that. <laughs> all right, my dear, thanks so much for, for being here. You're always fun, and appreciate all of your time and your help, and we'll see you real soon, okay? I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna work. On, I'm gonna work on those tendons. You got me. Got me a little, a little project. Great, here. Yeah, go for it. A little project. Yeah. All right, take care, babe. See you soon. Okay, Dr. Jennifer bye -bye. Daniels, uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. She's so fun, isn't she? Fun. She's just so fun. Keep you out of the doctor. I mean, you know, that's the deal, right? Don't go to the doctor. Okay, we have Martin Armstrong tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. He has a whole thing that he's done with a. Uh, uh, a book, his latest book that he's written, and it's all about some secret documents that he's uncovered uh, about Russia. And here it appears that this whole Russian thing is a whole lot more 
and we bargain for, or we believe, or we're being told, you use the word um, de jour. And on Wednesday, Max Egan. Max is a pretty cool guy. You love Max Egan? He's been on once. We're doing it again. He talks about who the who the um, obsoletes are, what they're up to, and what's next uh, for that they're going to try to pull off for you and me. He's a very smart dude, guy, gentleman. Uh, that's We're going to probably do some other people this week. We'll see how it works. And then uh, next Monday, uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan is going to be here. It's been a while since we've had Dr. Cowan on. Not sure all what we're going to talk about, but we like him. He's a good one. And so he's next Monday. Please sign up for our newsletter on the front page of One Radio Network, and you get the show um, schedule. And also, our BitChute videos are there for you. You have a BitChute link on the top right corner. And also, our audios, there are hmm, 15 years of audio files right on the front page and work their way down, all the way back down to our first show with Adam Bergstrom in March of 2008. They're all there for you, no cost. Everything is free. So support us uh, by buying our products and stuff, and we appreciate that. I love you all very much. See you in the morning with Martin Armstrong. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radio network.